Namaste. Welcome to the Ilonga Yogi Podcast. My name is Kate, and Ilonga, which means I'm a native of Iloilo, and if you've never been here before, it's a small but beautiful city in the Philippines. I'm a certified yoga instructor, and I own a yoga studio here in Iloilo as well. I share content on yoga, mindfulness, fitness, mental health, self-care, and wellness. For today's episode, I will be sharing with you the best ways I cope with my depression. Before we get into it, I want to let you know that I teach classes at my studio and online. So if you're interested in taking a class with me, just head over to ilongayogi.com slash bodyloveyogastudio. For the schedule and rates, they're all there and you can even book there as well. It's been a long journey of living with depression and fighting it taking meds, therapy, understanding it, and then eventually coming to a point where I've learned to accept it. I'm at this place now where I have tried and tested many different things <laughs> that I know I need to because it helps keep me okay. You know, just helps me get by every day. Although I'm going to share these tools that are more like actions, a lot also comes from this changed mindset I now have that helps me the most in getting by despite my depression. My hope is that you take what resonates with you the most from this episode and that it also changes your life for the better. So I wanted to come in here and talk to you first before I get into what these tools are. It took me a while to decide whether I should push through with this topic because I feel like I've talked about these things a lot um, and I don't want to be like a broken record <laughs> and and for sure you know sure enough the first few things that I will talk about here are already tools that you hear me say a lot that you know I do um, and it's just that I believe in those first few things the the first tools that I will talk about I believe in them so much because it has worked it has stood the test of time like imagine 15 years of uh, going through this and they all truly have helped me but also I've added a few more things here that surprisingly you wouldn't expect to hear that or to you wouldn't think that it would actually be something that can help your mental health but for someone who just experiences depression like on a daily basis almost or it's just like always there it's never gonna go away and who someone like me who would prefer to not take medication i know that others would but just my personal preference is to not take meds then you know these other tools actually help a lot so this is all coming from my experience and there's nothing like there's there's no research that backs it backs this up uh, at least n none that i know of but these are all like based on my experience and so that's why especially in the past few months um and seeing like how much my life has changed since the pandemic started this definitely pushed me to to go through with this episode i mean that's why we're all here now right and that you're listening to it hopefully because this has shown me that yes these tools i think i need to share i think that many people could really could really benefit from that right now um because a lot is going on in the world and a lot is going on in our lives we're living through so many different 
things that are very stressful and, and so hopefully these little these little tips I give can help you out in some way or help a friend of yours out so yeah <laughs> I guess I can now start and talk about these tools that I always keep saying and repeating anyway <laughs> so the first one is um, my routine so routine is everything to me I swear by it because no matter how chaotic everything gets you know for example during the holidays when I had family over of course you, you will get thrown off a bit um, off of your routine and all but because I had like just main important things that I wanted to hold on to that kind of helped me get through it maybe I did have a lot of breakdowns but um, I probably would have had more if I didn't have that routine. So that routine is everything to me. And I need it to convince my body, my mind that everything is okay, no matter how not okay things are. <laughs> and just like during the pandemic, I, I just right away switched gears and created a routine for myself at home, knowing that you know we couldn't go out or do anything or be with anyone. So routine was is everything to me and it has evolved through the years um, and mainly now it serves as this pathway it's more of just like a pathway that that helps me know what's ahead knows what to expect and it kind of motivates me and to show up day by day as well so um there's that uh that routine has just been there it's no longer something that i pressure myself to stick to because I know that also causes stress, especially because there are days, there there are times when um, unexpected things happen, and you know you have to change plans, or or suddenly you don't feel good, your energy's off, so you have to maybe take a break or maybe do something else. So that happens a lot, and so learning how to to be flexible when it comes to those times has also helped me a lot and being okay with it being okay with with um of with every day being different you know so that has been helpful and these routines have helped me understand myself and my patterns a little better so it definitely helps me push myself especially on days when i feel very sluggish and because I know that I've done this for years, I know when when to not succumb to that to that feeling, but also I know when maybe it's okay to kind of be lazy um, in a good way, um, to kind of chill and relax a little bit. So uh, I, for sure, like a year ago, I would have not known how to distinguish both, but now after all these years, I kind of know what my body needs and what's the best for myself. So that feels really good. And I feel definitely feel like because I've done this routine for so many years, I have this more this like awareness or this yeah, this awareness of myself and what works and what doesn't. So a lot has gone into it. A lot of frustration in the past, like disappointment, lots and lots of tears, but it has also helped me stick to what I know works for me stick to to this path and feel good about myself like feel healthy feel like I'm recharging myself when I need to feel like um, I am taking care of myself so that's number one routine 
So the second one is walking outside, outdoor walk, especially in the sun or just like during daylight time. Um, now, I only started doing this more frequently when I moved into my mom's house this year. And so before, this wasn't really part of my routine because I couldn't really do that. I would only do it some days. And I remember before really wanting to do this, but because I used to, and I still do, live in a building and it like within a busy part of the city. So there's not really like a sidewalk or a place to walk, um, especially with my dogs, even though I know that they need that. Um, now uh, I feel good that I'm able to do it. So I've realized that this is something that helps me. Just walking outside and having the sun hit your skin is so, so, so healing. And usually I use this time to listen to a podcast while I'm walking the dogs. So it, it just feels really good. I always feel like lazy doing it beforehand. And then like when I kind of get over that, I remind myself that wow that feels good so usually like right after my workout um, and you know we we make our way home sometimes we have a lot of deliveries I have juice deliveries so what happens is when I get home if it's still not that hot outside and if it's still um, manageable for the dogs and I'm not feeling tired or anything I definitely take them out for a walk and because my mom's house is in a subdivision so it's safer to just walk around so that's what we do and it feels so good knowing that my dogs can benefit from it they feel happier and healthier that way um, and then it feels good to walk as well as just like a good way to cool down even more after a workout but also to have the sun you know up and feel that on your body and then to listen to a podcast that kind of stimulates the mind and helps me learn a lot of new things and usually i listen to either news or to a self-help kind of podcast or anything that is about wellness you know so it feels so good and i used to walk like when i was in the states but because i'm not there i'm here um i'm glad that i can do this again um so yeah if you haven't if you haven't tried that i highly recommend that you do it and it's a great way especially if you have a pet so there outdoor walks in the sun the next thing is my slower mornings so I have definitely worked on trying to wake up earlier because before the pandemic, I would always wake up at four. And back then, I wasn't living with anyone. I was pretty much alone. So it was kind of easier to wake up early and then I would head up to the studio and practice yoga because um, I used to live in the same building as a studio. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then now I live with my, in my mom's house, but I live with my boyfriend. And so it's kind of different. Um, and during the pandemic, of course, I lost that ability to wake up at four. And then now, ever since um, the new year, and I think uh, a few months into the end of 2021 as well, I was able to wake up earlier again. And so being able to do that, wake up at 4.30, just so that I have enough time to drink coffee, to journal, to write, to just have a moment to myself, to meditate and to listen to nice and calming music has felt really, really good. It's, it's, um, it means a lot to me um, to be able to do that. I really treasure having that time to myself. And I know that 
mentally it gets me into this headspace that the day's about to start these are the things that i need to do and this is what i can look forward to and today's going to be a great day kind of that mindset and so yeah it feels nice the next thing is journal as i just mentioned journaling and as i always say journaling is a huge huge part of my life now there was a point i think like for several for a year or two i didn't i kind of stopped journaling because i only used to do that when i was really in the thick of of being depressed and i was going through a breakup back then and so of course i held on to those moments of journaling and just writing down all my emotions and so now um i kind of push myself to try it again especially when i came out with my project self-love uh planner slash journal <laughs> and when i had that made and then decided to share it with everyone else of course i kept one for myself and decided to use that to go back into journaling and what i love about it and i'm of course i'm probably like semi-biased but i'm trying my best not to be biased either but for real <laughs> trust me when i say that it has really helped me because what i included there in my in my journal in my project self-love journal is that there are three things that my, my my main big three like my big three for today would be and those are like the main three things that i need to accomplish hopefully i don't if i can't do all three it's okay but at least hopefully one if i if i'm able to manage that and so like having that has helped me get ready for the day like i mentioned earlier when i'm preparing for the day i'm all by myself i'm in the kitchen and then i'm just listening to calm music drinking my coffee that kind of vibe being able to write down like okay today this is the one thing that i need to do and then maybe even this and then that and then stopping there has helped me feel less overwhelmed when i have a lot of things to do and has also really motivated me to to be more productive but in a in a balanced manner so that has helped me a lot and then having a page where i can just write down any learnings i've had in the day like what worked for me what didn't work for me it's it, it helps me journal and know that it won't take that much time i can just write a word and that's enough i can just write a sentence and that's enough i could just write one thing and that's enough you know and that has helped me stay connected to my emotions to helped me ground myself helped me release any stress because of course since this year has been very busy for me there have been a lot of times where you kind of carry that stress with you especially if you remember like a certain scenario and then you kind of take it home with you and even like when you wake up you still remember it and it's there that's the only way i am able to release it because i don't really like talking about it to other people that much you know i kind of want to process it on my own so it's been very very um meaningful to me to have those slow mornings and then have that planner that journal that i've created and use that with me every single day so journaling still is the number one way for me to cope and manage my mental health my depression the next one is morning exercise now i want to emphasize this because before i didn't really take it seriously i thought that as long as i exercise 
within the day, that's good enough. But I've noticed the difference for me if I don't wake up and have like somewhere to go or something to do right away. I kind of um, fall off track. Like I feel a little lazier throughout the rest of the day. So having a morning workout, whether it's um, doing a yoga class or sometimes it's just waking up and heading to the gym, even if I'm not going to work out, just to say hi to everyone and then like walk my dogs from there. That has helped me. Or um, just having a place to go to in the morning that's doesn't have to be very active. It could be slight, moderately active, lightly active. And that's already good enough for me. Because again, it just sets a tone for the rest of the day for me. And because I'm an early bird, this works really well for someone like me. So it depends again for you. you yours could be different. You could be the opposite. But I've realized that this is definitely needed. So even if... I hate waking up early. I would love to stay in bed and and not do anything. I find that scheduling something at the top of the day that helps me physically, mentally, emotionally, and it kind of gets me out of my house or gets me somewhere, that is what works. So morning workout or just morning activity, <laughs> I guess that's better. So next, meditation. This is nothing new. Of course, you know that I meditate. And yes, I meditate daily. Um, and it has changed through the years. Uh, sometimes, I remember when I was, it was it's a kind of ironic, but at the beginning of my journey, when I started meditating, I remember I could meditate for like 30 minutes, sometimes longer. And it was because I was going through a lot. <laughs> and so I needed to sit and for that long and then just understand what's going on with everything, you know. So I don't know how I could do it back then. But now um, I kind of break it into pieces. So for sure, when I wake up, I try to meditate. And sometimes that's going to be less than 10 minutes because you know, we have to get to class by 6 a.m. And so it's kind of tricky. I'm just a person. I'm just a human being. So I can't, I don't have the luxury of spending like 30 minutes to meditate in the morning. So what I do is I meditate for about 10 minutes. Sometimes it's just breathing. Sometimes it's a guided meditation, which I find is very helpful. Sometimes I just want to sit still and not listen to anything. And then midday uh, or mid-morning, after coming home from my workout, after walking the dogs, having my breakfast, and before I start to work, I practice yoga. And my yoga practice has, has gotten really shorter uh, because, again, I want to focus more on just being present rather than like what poses I do. That's no longer a big deal to me. So right after that practice, I usually do... Uh, I meditate and most of the time I also will practice yoga nidra so in a way it's kind of like a quick nap um, before I head over to work before I get things done for the rest of the day so that has been very helpful for me yoga nidra but also meditating mid-morning has been really helpful when I'm really stressed sometimes I will squeeze in another meditation practice um, later in the day especially if 
I've had a lot of work to do and then I need to shift gears and prepare for a class, that's a good way for me to cleanse myself a little bit, like clear my mind and relax my body so I'm ready for class. And then sometimes even right before bed, but it's kind of hard for me to meditate before bed because 99% of the time I will fall asleep. <laughs> I am always like very sleepy very early in the evening because I am a grandma. And so it's hard for me to meditate at night um, because for sure I will sleep. So, But there have been times when I push and force myself to meditate at night just to release the day again if it was very heavy or very stressful. So meditation, just like journaling, I know how different and just like everything else that I've mentioned, actually, I know the difference, like how it feels when I don't meditate and I don't like that feeling. And so if you're someone who meditates, you probably understand me that you just don't feel good. You don't feel like yourself, you know, like things are haywire. And so you know the feeling when it when you're not meditating and so it's like because of that that gets me to meditate every single day now no matter how short or how long it is no matter what style what i do as long as i find time to sit still and breathe and be aware of my body and my surroundings that's good enough for me and i need that to get through okay so i think we're like halfway through so the next one is taking a day or two off, just being at home. So I'm obviously, I love being at home. I'm a homebody. I would rather just be at home on the couch in bed doing nothing. That is the dream, <laughs> the goal in life for me. Um, so I love spending time at home and I have realized, I've come to learn that I need to set a day or two at home and have nothing else. I need that day because it makes such a huge difference. I need my body to relax and recover. And that's how I recover. I recover by doing nothing at all. I recharge by just being in bed on the sofa. And before, I used to hate that. Like I used to fight that part of me. But now I've realized that no, actually, I need that because I can see how it impacts the days after whenever i've taken that break and whenever i've rested for a while it feels really good mentally physically emotionally i just feel like i'm ready to show up in anything that i'm about to do so because of that i have uh learned that this is a good thing and if my body is feeling like heavy lethargic and just tired then i need to give my body that rest that it needs especially if tomorrow I have like let's say two classes or a big event or if I know that tomorrow like actually yesterday I was kind of a little lazy in the afternoon I was able to finish all the work that I needed to finish but like right after that I instantly just wanted to to do nothing so that's what I did and I knew that I needed to do that because today um, I will be teaching a more intense class and so I want to make sure that I'm prepared for that because it's a Thursday today. And usually on Thursdays, it's like I always have the urge to cancel the class because I'm feeling really tired. I can't show up. So I don't want to do that, of course. It's very unprofessional if I do that a lot. 
And also, I will be doing chores because I'll be leaving.、Uh, I'll be going out of town over the weekend. So, I want to make sure that I am ready for that. So, hence, I just allowed myself to be a potato yesterday. So, things like that. You know, there are days like that. And being able to take a rest helps me get more things done. And so that's how I function. That's not how everyone will function, but that's how I function. And now I completely honor that. Ironically, the next one, the next tool is making sure that I make time to clean and organize. And so, because、um, in the past few months, so basically, like since the beginning of 2022, A lot has changed at home as well.、Um, and also, a part of me just wants to be more responsible when it comes to housework and chores. I don't want to depend on someone forever. I want to be able to, to do these things. And so that in the future, if I ever become a parent, I can also impart that practice to my kids as well. You know, I don't want them to be lazy or to be too spoiled in that matter.、Um, but Yeah, I, I just, it, it just means a lot to me to be able to handle housework and chores on my own. And that also makes me feel good. And so I've learned to even like schedule chores. And if you follow me on Instagram, I posted a story about that how I, how I、uh, list down like the chores that I need to do and schedule them. Like maybe that's crazy, but that's what I do. I schedule the chores I need to do. So, that it's not too overwhelming for me either. And so, you know, it's just me and my boyfriend in this unit, you know, in the building where I stay at.、Um, and also at home,、um, I only take care of my room and then like the upstairs, the second floor a little bit. So, I make sure that those areas that I use frequently are clean. And I also try to. Help out with some chores just to, I don't know, it just makes me feel good that I'm cleaning something and organizing something and putting something away, and there's not much clutter and there's not much dirt around me, or there, it's not too messy. And because my space is very、uh, reflective of my mental, <clears throat> excuse me, of my mental state, this is something that I've learned that I need to do so that. Future me will think past me that I cleaned this up or you know、uh, took care of this early on. So that's kind of where I'm at.、Um, and if you're someone who deals with depression too, I'm sure you know that feeling. And I'm sure you know what it's like when your room just starts to get really crazy and it's that anxiety, you know, of like how messy your space is. And it's like until you get to this point where you can't function anymore. So that's me. <laughs> Sometimes that happens to me. Everything just piles up. And so I want to make sure that I don't let that happen while I'm in a good state. So cleaning and organizing and doing that、uh, regularly is another important tool that I use. Now, the way I eat, because I am an emotional eater, and it's kind of funny because this morning I looked back on previous pages in my journal, you know, the journal that I talked about, my project self care journal, and I saw that in January I wrote down that one of my goals is to, to 
understand why I'm an emotional eater and to hopefully manage that. And this is why making sure that through the week, during the weekdays, um, I must eat just in a well-balanced manner. I, I'm not someone who's strict on my diet anymore. I don't want to be that person anymore because it's very, it's too much. It's too stressful. I want to enjoy the food I eat, but also there needs to be just a, a sense of discipline in some areas. I don't want to be too restrictive because that's miserable for me, but I need to also be mindful of what I eat and make sure that what I eat is going to help me perform better, whether it's for a workout or just for work or just to be able to show up in class whatever the 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 purpose is i want to honor that purpose and make sure that i'm eating mindfully as much as possible and then on some days i allow myself to indulge and and to be okay with that so that has helped me a lot because honestly when you're in control of your food and you know that the way you're eating is is good for you and you're not always indulging yourself and just telling yourself that ah, it's okay i'll just you know exercise tomorrow that kind of way of thinking was me before and i know that that doesn't work because it just you just say it again and again it's just a cycle and you just repeat that habit every single day until you're indulging every day and so i've learned that i cannot do that because it just affects my mental health so taking care of the food I eat and making sure that the food I eat takes care of me has helped my mental health as well. So now these last four tools are something that you don't really expect, I guess. Number one um, of these four, not number one of this whole list. (laughs) Anyway, I know you know that. Um, Calendar blocking. Yeah. (laughs) Calendar blocking for my work schedule. So you guys know how much I struggled uh, for the past few years, especially since the pandemic. I really struggled with my work and my productivity. I was beating myself up for that because I just felt like a lazy, useless potato. <laughs> That's how I felt. And now I'm so like, you know, I'm, I'm just so happy that I found a method that works for me and my goodness i only found it now right like at 30 this is the only time that i've found my rhythm when it comes to work because i've tried so hard to follow what everyone else does i've tried so hard to be what everyone else is to to be this to to follow that same work ethic and to work hard and all these things and like push yourself to burn out and it's only now that I've realized that that's not how I work. And I wish I kind of knew that earlier on, but it's okay because it's, you know, it's a, it's a journey, as we always say, as I always repeat. So I'm just happy that I found this method. And, I, you know, I found these like on YouTube, on TikTok, and it took me a while to understand and to find like how, what kind of way of blocking my calendar works for me. So ever since I've, categorize like each day of the week to a specific type of work 
and then only working for a maximum of for example four hours or to a point where if i start to get a migraine that's my signal that you should stop working because it's not going to be pleasant anymore and and i know that not not everyone probably only a few people can actually be able to do that right to to work at their own time to work only for like three hours max or less right so i know that's a very privileged thing to say but it just has worked for me so much and i just hope that if you're someone who struggles with your work and your productivity and your mental health that hopefully you find a, a workaround like you are able to do something similar to this wherein you block your calendar based on your schedule what works for you and and that it helps with your just mental health because this has been the number one thing that has changed that kind of like rippled out and changed my whole my whole uh i guess um state of mind and my whole well-being honestly because that really stressed me out before so being able to find a work schedule and um a a routine when it comes to the things i need to get done this has been a life a life changer so yeah blocking my schedule blocking my calendar and only focusing on one specific task per day not overwhelming myself letting go of tasks that i can't finish instead of you know hyper fixating on it and and being too much of a perfectionist and then procrastinating in the end like i've let all of that go and i only tell myself that okay today if you aren't feeling it you just have to work for an hour and then we'll see from there um and then or just work for 30 minutes and then take a quick break and then work again and see how you feel from there so that has been like the the final puzzle piece you know and then very satisfying like i'm very glad that i found that and that it helps so next one the next one is a more relaxing evening routine so um what i what i'll say about that is because because i have like this established morning routine for the longest time it, i was it was hard for me to come up with an evening routine that works for me because most of the time at night i'm just tired i just want to sleep already you know so i can't really do much and that's the thing so i realized that at night anytime after i teach a class i i am really just useless already so there is no point in forcing a routine from there so what i mean by that is actually not doing anything anymore letting go of any chores that i need to do not finishing up work anymore late at night because again it's gonna be useless for me i won't be able to work up work, uh, wake up the next day i won't be able to do what i need to do the next day because the night before i was stressing over trying to get everything done and that no longer works for me so whatever happens no matter how big of a deadline i have the next day i will always put it off and give myself that night to rest so i don't do any chores i don't do any work anymore i usually pass it on to 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 my boyfriend and we kind of that's our handoff like that's his job now because usually everything in the morning i take care of everything at night late at night he takes care of so that has helped me as well 
I don't even force myself, like I mentioned earlier, to meditate at night anymore unless I really, really need it. So that happens like rarely now. Um, I know that there are times when, um, you know, you, uh, you'll see a, in other people's like evening routines where they read a book at night in bed. I have done that before, but um, again, I just kind of feel it out. There are nights when I want to do it, especially if um, during the day it was just very intense, a lot of things happened, then yes, I will probably opt for a book instead of being on my phone. But lately, I like to be on my phone and I and I'm okay with it now because it just kind of helps me doze off and I'm not too serious about it. So yeah, and it just kind of helps me feel like I'm chilling out, you know, and I'm getting ready to go to sleep. So having a more relaxing evening routine and um, even if it doesn't look aesthetic or, or this like how other YouTubers would do it, I just don't mind that anymore. And I kind of just let myself really slow down and avoid any work or any anything that's gonna stimulate my mind the next would be saying no to certain gatherings so again because i'm such a homebody i'm an introvert i always prefer to just be alone to be on my own and so there are a lot of times when it's very tempting to to go out and hang out with people I always like set a boundary for myself that no, I think I will take it easy tonight and rest. So being able to say no to certain gatherings, whether it's for family or for friends, even though it's it's going to be tricky to do that with family, I know as someone who is a Filipino and you know how your family gets. But um, taking time to say no to certain things has again also helped me a lot in just recharging and finding time to to rest so i can show up for other things so so saying no to certain things lastly ironically um probably the the least expected tool that comes to helping me cope with my depression is actually staying updated with my finances and being responsible with my money so hear me out um because I'm at the end of this already, I'm someone who has been diagnosed with bipolar, if you're not familiar with that. So when I'm feeling okay, I, I, I feel normal. I, I really do feel normal. Like right now, I feel pretty normal. I wouldn't be able to do this if I were depressed, okay? So during times like this, this is when I do all these things that I've said, you know, that I've mentioned here. And then when I am feeling depressed, that's when I lean towards the other other tools that don't require that much energy but i know can help me right and so these are things that i do to kind of lessen the impact of uh an episode so hopefully that makes sense because i've been talking and probably you're thinking like how the heck am i able to even do this when i'm depressed and that's what i'm that's why i really need to say that is that i do these things and especially the things that are very active and um that's what i i do that when i'm in a stable place and that happens more often now which i'm glad and then when that time comes when i'm feeling very low and down and just not myself again 
that's when I'll lean to the slower things or the pe- more peaceful things, you know? And then if I want to come out of that depression and kind of move back into a more centered place, then I do the other things here more than, than, than let's say, um, than the other things like, uh, for example, forcing myself to walk, I'll do that more, right? Or... Um, probably I'll meditate more and not spend so much time at home like I mentioned earlier so it's kind of like that and then when it comes to more hyper times like when I'm a bit manic or um, when I feel like my energy is so high up that's when I go to the more calming calming tools so like meditating or uh, just taking a break and staying home so that's kind of how it has worked for me so i know it's a little confusing perhaps for some of you who don't or have never experienced this but that's kind of how it is so all of these work for me but of course there are some here that i do and then some that i don't and then it'll switch around it's a like a shifting game i always have to shift gears and figure out what i need in that moment what i don't need in that moment if or if i need all of it so that's kind of how it works so going back to the last point staying updated with my money actually and being responsible with my money so i've learned to do this because i was never taught this before how to how to manage your finances in the best way you know so i never really understood that i never had to like hold on to big amounts of money for example and like you know take care of that or invest it or save it or do this or that with it you know no one really like taught me that so i had to learn that on my own growing up uh, especially as an adult because i've wasted a lot of money and been very very responsible in the past and so now i'm learning to not be that way because it will cause anxiety and you know it could be a trigger for me it could lead me to another episode of feeling really depressed and yes it does happen and that's like me being completely honest there are times when i am depressed because i have no money you know or i have i made a really bad decision when it comes to my money and that triggers me so knowing that i have learned to again avoid it from happening and this is how i do it so being able to know where my money goes i use an app and i keep track of everything that i've spent every all my income i've kept track of that as well and then being able to have my mom on board as well uh keeping track of our finances and kind of sharing with her what's going on with the money and all that has also helped keep me accountable for all the the money that i'm holding on to or that i'm trying to manage and so and that gives me like the sense like it's a huge confidence boost because i feel like wow i can actually handle money and i'm actually not as bad as i thought i was and i can be responsible with it and i am ready to to take care of um savings and invest and do this and that so it feels really good to be able to to do that for myself especially when back in 2020 uh i was just starting out with this and it wasn't easy for me you know it was really a struggle and i thought that i couldn't keep up with it i was kind of worried but i am learning that i am able to do it i am capable of handling it so that feels really good i feel like i'm at my best 
when I've done most of these things, you know, when it's part of my my day, when I when I know that I've handled my finances well, when I know that I don't have to go to any social gatherings or like meet anyone face to face or have to talk to anyone. I feel good about that, honestly, Um, when I've had a good night's rest. I feel good when I'm able to work and not feel too overwhelmed by work or too stressed about work, but instead I kind of look forward to it and I'm excited about it. I feel good when I am eating well and also when I'm indulging at the right time. I feel good when I am able to live and be in a clean space and knowing that I was the one who cleaned it and organized it or if I needed help, it also feels good that I'm able to use that energy in something else uh, but still have a clean space. It feels good for me whenever I take a few days off and just stay at home and not care about the world for a few days. It feels good when I am able to meditate and exercise early in the morning or move my body early in the morning. It feels good for me when I take a nice slow morning just to myself and you know I don't feel rushed and then nobody's disturbing me and if I have the time to journal as well. It feels good for me whenever I'm able to walk with my dogs knowing that they're happy makes me happy and it feels good to be able to walk and feel the sun and be able to just be outside, fresh air, and also listen to something that can help me learn something new. And lastly, it feels really good for me to have a routine that works, have a routine that doesn't feel very restrictive, doesn't feel like it's punishment. It just feels like I am on top of taking care of myself and I am ready for the day ahead and ready for whatever is there to come because I have a good routine in place. So those are basically all the tools that I do that help me cope with my depression. And again, I don't do every single thing every single day, but what I do is being able to shift from one tool to the next based on what I need and being able to know when I'm feeling down and then when I'm feeling like way too up and off balance and find myself back in the center like kind of bring myself back there because of these tools so that's it thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Ilonga Yogi podcast check out my blog ilongayogi.com for more similar content and follow me on my socials at Ilonga Yogi thank you so much and I'll see you next time